It's showtime! It's showtime! It's showtime! Ladies and germs, it's showtime! Hello and welcome back to the Showtime Movie Podcast. I am Show, your host as always. And again, thank you for listening to the latest episode of the Showtime Movie Podcast. It will be a good time, not a long time, as Trooper once said. You know, I uh, am looking forward to getting out a couple more shorter episodes of the podcast so you guys can consume it easier faster. You know, I always say that. I always say it's going to be shorter and and faster. And then I look at the end of the episode and I say, oh my God, it's almost like 45 to 50 minutes. And truth be told, I usually aim between for 35 to 45 minutes. That's usually the sweet spot for me because I know podcasts have to fight for time, right? So I totally get it. I totally, I totally, totally get it. A lot of other movie review podcasts, a lot of podcasts in general for you to be listening to, right? Like I said, fighting for time, right? So because this summer always is such an influx of movies, and I'm seeing so many of them, I figured I was going to break it down for you guys into a couple, like I said, shorter episodes. So last time out, a couple of days ago, we did Toy Story 4 and Men in Black 4, and that episode was about 30 minutes, so maybe I think a little less than 30 minutes, 27, 28 minutes, I want to say, if I'm guessing correctly. And I'm hoping this episode will be the same. So if you guys like that, let me know. You can always follow me on Twitter at SNS Alley, A-L-L-I, right? So ask at SNS Alley or the show's Twitter at Showtime Movies, S-H-O-T-I-M-E Movies on Twitter. Uh, you can also follow me on Instagram. It's also at SNS Alley. And of course, we're also online, www.showtimemovies.com. But if you guys... Want to hear some movie reviews? Let's get right into it. This is kind of a music-themed episode, which is kind of fun. Uh, We're going to be tackling Rocket Man, which has to do with Elton John, and Yesterday, which has to do with The Beatles. They're very different kinds of music movies, though, right? Like, Rocket Man is more of a biopic, and Yesterday... Is uh is more of a fantastical movie with fantastical elements and kind of a zany idea, but it does it really well. You know, it does it really, really well. So without further ado, let's get right into the review of the Elton John biopic, Rocket Man. And I think it's gonna be a long, long time. Touchdown brings me round and get to find I'm not the man they think I am at home. Oh, no, no, no. I took away from Rocket Man, right? Directed by Dexter Fletcher. It's that there are a bazillion Elton John songs. <laughs> like just there there's so many Elton John songs. And this movie, I wanna say, they don't actually they don't like explicitly say like there's not a card that comes up and says 1989, but I'm pretty sure that's when the movie ends. It's either 88 or 89, somewhere in there. I didn't actually go look it up. Um, because I think the the movie ends on I'm Still Standing. So whatever he recorded, I'm Still Standing is when the movie ends. But that is still, you know, a long time ago, right? Let's say 1989. That was 30 years ago. 30 years ago. Elton John's still alive. He's not dead, right? So if if you're watching Rocket Man, 
it's just, it's actually kind of wild to hear just how many hit, it's just hit after hit after hit after hit Elton John created. Songwriter Bernard, Bernie, as he calls him, right, as well as Along for the Ride. So Elton John is played by Taron Egerton, and Bernie is played by Jamie Bell, and they're the two stars of this movie, okay? Bryce Dallas Howard is in it as well. There are a lot of other people in this movie. Richard Madden is in it. You might remember him from Game of Thrones as the young wolf, Rob Stark. Of course, he kind of goes out in season three on the in the infamous Red Wedding, but... You know, Di- Bryce Dallas Howard and Richard Madden are kind of side characters. The two main characters are Taron Egerton and Bernie, okay? Or, or Taron Egerton and Jamie Bell playing Elton John and Bernie, okay? And it's, it's, I, I can't, there's no real plot to this. It's just Elton John's life, right? So it, I don't want to describe the man's whole life because then you just will be missing out on seeing Rocket Man, right? But suffice to say, to start, all the positives we'll talk about first, Taron Egerton is amazing, okay? I always say it's it's bad to compare a movie. It's, it's bad to say this movie's only a success if it gets an Oscar, and, but I, I feel like it's more valid with Rocketman because this movie will inevitably compa- be compared to Bohemian Rhapsody, which essentially did the same thing but for Freddie Mercury and Queen, right, last year. And, of course, Rami Malek won the Best Actor Oscar, and I think it won a couple of editing awards as well. Not that it necessarily deserved those ones. Rami Malek was fine. I don't know if he was, like, the best actor that year. But, like I said, it will inevitably be compared to Rocketman, not least of which will be because, as I mentioned, Dexter Fletcher is the director of Rocketman. He actually finished filming Bohemian Rhapsody. So the short story is that Brian Singer, who who began directing Bohemian Rhapsody, and you'll remember Remy Malek and the rest of those people who were all, because it was nominated for like a bazillion awards, and the couple of ones it did win, they didn't talk about Brian Singer at all because the man's a pedophile and he had to flee the country. And they called in, they being the studio, called in Dexter Fletcher to complete Bohemian Rhapsody. He did a great job. Kudos for him for taking over in an extremely difficult situation, not just as a director, but in a situation, you know, where, which has all these kind of awful things attached to it vis-a-vis Brian Singer, right? And the man is scum and will never cease to be scum, right? But I guess the studio said, hey, you did a great job with Bohemian Rhapsody. You wanted us to do Rocket Man from the beginning? You know, he asked probably if he could get full creative control, and he did. And for the in, in that sense... Rocket Man is so much more creative than Bohemian Rhapsody. It is wildly bright and colorful, and I'm sure a lot of that has to do with the fact that Elton John himself, you know, is a very colorful and bright. He all the all the sunglasses and the outfits and everything he wore, everything about it was colorful and amazing, right? And I don't know, it's just like for example, let me give you an example, okay? The musical sequences in this movie all are served to tell a story, okay? For example, and uh, as we're as we're talking right now, as you and I are talking, you're gonna hear some of the songs that we're talking about. I'm I'm just gonna play one actually. Well, this we're just gonna play one. You're gonna hear uh, as I'm talking the sounds of Honky Cat, which is a pretty fun tune, a very jaunty tune by uh, Elton John. This actually is the version of the movie. Okay, this is the Taron Egerton, Richard Madden version from the movie it's so so good and they're 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 so talented at singing and i think this is another reason the movie wowed me so much because they're they're quite they're quite good at singing but in for example right when elton john meets or rather when taron egerton's character meets 
Richard Madden's character, you know, he's kind of like, he's kind of lamenting the loss, quote-unquote, the loss of his best friend, Bernie. Not that Bernie's leaving him, but Bernie's kind of going off to meet some women and do some uh, philandering of his own while Taron Egerton's, Taron Egerton's uh, Elton John is kind of sitting there, you know, being morose because he is gay and, and Jamie... Bell's Bernie is straight and it's kind of a party with a bunch of straight people, right? So he's a little bummed out. He's by himself and then he meets Richard Madden's character and then, you know, they fall in love, they have sex and then kind of this song serves to show you Elton's uh, ascent from just kind of like a bumbling kind of suburb, English suburbs kind of young man into the world of spending all the money he has earned up to this point because he's quite rich at this point in the movie and, you know, he's, he's gone, done all these amazing things musically, and he's very, very famous, and he's spending now all the money he has earned with Richard Madden's character. It's so well choreographed. It's so entertaining visually. And so it starts, the, like, the music starts to play in the narrative of the movie, and everything is, is, everything is normal. Then all of a sudden, it gets swept off into this, like, starstruck stage as if, as if you're watching a production, like a play, a Tony, you know, Broadway play. Everything's kind of moving very fast. They're doing things that are kind of fantastical, like, you know, trying on jackets and throwing their champagne in the air, and suddenly they're in another room, and then suddenly they're on an airplane, and then suddenly they're buying a mansion, and then and then suddenly time has now passed, and we're back in the present. We're back in 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 the normal narrative of the film. And all of a sudden, time has passed, and they're in the mansion. You see them by the end of the musical sequence, right? So I think if if you can understand what I'm saying, it, it's so fascinating how they do it, and they do it for almost every single major song. There's another one, Benny and the Jets. I'm not going to play it, but Benny and the Jets. Uh, they show you at the end of the movie, and when kind of Elton is descending, he, he's he's kicked Richard Madden's character to the curb. He's an asshole. He's kicked, he's kicked the asshole character to the curb. And he's kind of like, you know, he's, 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 he's drowning in, in drug addiction and sex addiction. And because he's gay, he, he goes to like this gay nightclub or gay sex club. And it's so fascinating because they, they leave all of the sex to your imagination, if that makes sense. Okay. It's all, it's a writhing mass of bodies, but they're all, they're all clothed. No one's naked. They're all wearing under, like, it's all like latex underwear and leather underwear and stuff. So it's all very like sexualized in that matter, but no one's actually naked. And he, he does this cool thing where he falls back onto the mass of, of people and he kind of crowd surfs over them. Like it's, the camera's looking down from above on Taron Egerton, who's being moved along the audience. And they're all like the, 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 the mass of people in front of the audience, I should say. And they're, they're moving him along. And then he falls out of the end and he's sweating and then he wakes up in his own bed and it's like, oh man, what's all the crazy stuff he's doing like sexually, but you don't see any of it. It's just implied, right? And I think that's so fascinating. It's so wonderful to see because on the, uh, it's wonderful because it's creative. And then that particular scene, the, the sex scene, the, the sex scene in terms of the sex club scene and all the crazy shit he's doing, it's, it doesn't villainize Elton John's sexuality. As I feel Bohemian Rhapsody did her Freddie Mercury, and it's kind of gross, you know? Like, there's a scene in Bohemian Rhapsody where Freddie's kind of like skulking about with sunglasses and going to this sex club, and, 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 and it implies that he's ashamed of it in some way, whereas Elton John is never ashamed of it. He's just afraid people will treat him differently, most notably his parents and stuff, but... Anyways, that's it's it's interesting to see the differences in how the movies treated their sexualities because because like I said, 
Elton's sexuality is not something he needed to overcome to be su- to be successful, right? It's just another aspect of his life that you see in the film. That makes sense. So that's a re- that's a really interesting aspect of the movie, um, and I and I, I have to wonder at least in part, how much of that is due to Elton John being alive and Freddie Mercury not being alive, right? And the rest of Queen being alive, so it's, it looks very, it's very much more positive for them and much more negatively for Freddie Mercury versus Elton John being alive and thus being able to tell his truth, tell the story, and that kind of thing, right? So in that sense, I think that's a big part of it as well. So I, I, I don't want to say too much more because, because, like I said at the beginning, in a sense, it's just the story of Elton John. So... If you listen to me tell you that story, then you won't really get get that much out of seeing Rocketman other than just hearing a bunch of really famous Elton John songs, right? And they're all fantastic, like Pinball Wizard, I mentioned Betting the Jets, Honky Cat, Your Song, so many good ones, you know, Saturday Night's All Right, so many fantastic songs. So I highly encourage you to see this movie because not just is it a good movie, but I feel like it will be one of the ones we'll be talking about come Oscar season in a couple of months. So, hey, if you want to get ahead of the curve, go see Rocketman and you'll have a good time to boot. Well, that's one big-time musical movie down and out. And you know what? Like I said, Rocket Man's fantastic. I think if you go see it, have a good time. Another movie in a different, very different way, not a biopic, but still very fun and very charming. That's what, I think that's the most operative word. I like, to, I like to sometimes boil down movie reviews to one word. Yesterday is charming. So let's get right into the review of Yesterday. Yesterday. All my troubles seem so far away Now it looks as though they're here to stay Oh, I believe in yesterday Suddenly I think that might be, I mean, I was going to say, I, I, I was going to say that I think that might be the one of the most famous Beatles songs and then I, I caught myself because, hey, Every song the Beatles has sang is famous. Same thing with Elton John. Isn't that crazy? Like, these guys are musical geniuses. And I'm almost surprised it's taken this long to make a, to make movies about them. I mean, I know Beatles movies aren't exactly new. I remember Across the Universe from a couple years ago. More than a couple years ago, actually. It's probably like 2007, 2008, thereabouts. But even so, the Beatles, amazing discography. No one could ever argue that. And I think... There are a lot of interesting things about yesterday, and it's a little bit of a shame that it doesn't go quite as deep as I personally would have liked. It doesn't go quite as far. It doesn't take the concept quite to the zany levels that I think would would truly make it one of the best movies to come out in ages, and instead it kind of settles. It settles for being good above average, you know, and, and, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that, but I think that's what makes it just charming, like I mentioned before the song instead of amazing and awesome, if that makes sense, right? But like I said, that's not that's not a real big knock. It's just that I wish it could have achieved what I thought it could achieve, if that makes, tr- truly, if that makes sense. So let's start with Himesh Patel, who is the star of the movie. He plays Jack Malik, and he's a struggling songwriter who one day he's riding home from another yet another failed gig, and the world, the entire planet, blacks out for 12 seconds. Power and electricity vanishes from the face of the earth for 12 seconds. And in those 12 seconds, unfortunately for Jack, he is riding his bike in the middle of the road and the lights on the bus on the other side of the street go out. His bike lights go out. All the lights on the street go out. The bus hits him. He goes flying, smashes his face into the concrete, loses two teeth. And when he wakes up, the world has changed forever. 
and the Beatles never exist. And he makes a little quip about, oh, oh, Ellie, will you take care of me when I'm 64? And she goes, oh, that's why 64? It's a weird number, don't you think? I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this accent a lot, by the way. So if you really don't like that, I'm, I'm really sorry, but I can't help it. It just comes out of my mouth. I'm, I'm really sorry. Um, anyways, he basically, like you see in the trailer, he then learns that the Beatles never existed and he wows his friends when he plays yesterday. Then I guess he gets the idea into his head that he can become rich off of, you know, he can get rich off of playing Beatles songs. He's a huge Beatles fan. And it kind of, the movie kind of goes from there. Right. And I find it interesting. There's some interesting little parts where he, you know, he clearly doesn't really memorize every single song. He kind of struggles to to think of all the songs. He spends the whole night writing down lyrics and playing songs on his guitar and his piano. I think it's really fun because I think it would have been unrealistic for him to be like, huh, the Beatles don't exist. Well, I guess I'll just sing all the songs that I know perfectly from memory because, I mean, who really knows that, right? I, don't, I, I am a big fan of the Beatles. I don't know every single word of every single one of their songs. They have like a hundred friggin' songs, right? Anyway, so I, I guess I just, to go back to the idea I was kind of talking about at the very beginning, it doesn't really dive that deep into the idea, what if the Beatles didn't exist, right? Because the world, pop culture-wise, as we know it today, would be vastly different if not for the Beatles. Like, there's a quip, for example, when Jack plays Yesterday for the first time, which is how he really realizes the Beatles don't exist, right? And he go, and they all, and they're all, he thinks they're all playing a joke on him. And he's like, "Oh, it's the best bloody song ever! It's one of the greatest pieces of music ever written." And his songs go, "Well, it's no Coldplay, Jack." And I'm like, "Coldplay? Like whatever you think of Coldplay, Coldplay wouldn't exist if the Beatles didn't exist. It was so weird. Like you can't just erase the Beatles." And erase the, the impact they had on not even just, let's just take out the rest of pop culture on music and not just on music on English music. Coldplay is an English band. It's so weird. It's like it's like the the movie makers chose such selective parts of the idea of what if the Beatles didn't exist to adhere to, and and, and others that they just completely blow off. And it's it's so strange to me. Right? Like, there are other things, too, that he later learns don't exist. Like, he asks his, his mom brings him a Pepsi, and he goes, and it, Jack is a man after my own heart, because I, too, like Coca-Cola over Pepsi. But his mom brings him a Pepsi, and she and he goes, oh, mom, we don't have any Coke. And she goes, what are you talking about? And he goes, you know, Coca-Cola, red can, cursive writing. And she goes, what are you on about, mate? Come down for dinner when you're hungry. And she leaves. And he Googles Coca-Cola, he Googles Coke first and leads him to Pablo Escobar. Then he Googles Coca-Cola, nothing. Later on, he finds out that cigarettes never existed. Later on, he finds out that Harry Potter never existed. So you tell me what the biggest impact of not existing having. Coca-Cola, for me, that's probably the biggest one, frankly. But Coca-Cola, Harry Potter, the Beatles, and cigarettes. Like, I don't smoke, but cigarettes by itself would alter the world in such a massive way. How many, like, not even the fact that cigarettes alters advertising and all this stuff as we know it, but how many millions of people would still be alive if cigarettes never existed? You know what I mean? Like, like then the people who die because of cigarettes, maybe they were, they were like, you know, what, did, what was the impact those people, because they are still alive, what was the impact they had on the world, right? Anyways, I find that so interesting. And, and it's not really about that. It's about the Beatles. So I get why they kind of just shunted that to the side. That doesn't really bother me. I just think it's a funny little, like kind of little side, side thing to think about when you're thinking about this movie. But yeah, I don't know. 
the Beatles not existing is such a big deal, and it just kind of blows it off, like I said. That's, I think, my biggest problem with this movie. But there's some other kind of smaller ones as well. Like, for example, Lily James, who plays Ellie, who I've mentioned, is a love interest, his former manager, but who is really in love with him. And, you know, they spoiler, they turn out to get, to get together in the end, but it's a long, painstaking, agonizing process for you, the viewer, over this movie. Because you think to mainly because I think to myself, Lily James is a smoke show. Lily James is so hot and talented and devoted to this guy. He's like, oh, yes, Ellie, you're my sister. Thank you so much for driving me to my gig. And you're like, oh, God, get a life, Jack. Get a life. This woman adores you. You don't even kind of notice. What the hell, man? And the other thing is, <laughs> we just talked about in the in the Rocket Man review, rather, that uh, there was Richard Madden, for example, and he sang in Honky Cat. You heard it, right? You heard that. You heard that version of Honky Cat where he sings with Taron Egerton, right? Lily James is a very talented vocalist. She's a very talented singer, and they they put her in like a backup role for most of the movie, acting wise, and they even put her in a backup role where she provides like some of the backup vocals for one of the tracks he sings. And they like there was such a there's such an opportunity to have her sing a real duet with him. Even if you want to change up some of the Beatles' music to have him sing, to have her sing rather, with Himesh Patel's Jack Malik, and they just never do it, and it's it's kind of a it's it's a bit of a wasted opportunity, I think personally. It ends on a positive note, and I like Lily James and I like Himesh Patel, but it's just a wasted moment to have them both do this together because it could be really fun and add to the charming quality that this movie really has going for it, you know. There's another aspect of the movie where, you know, these people are stalking Jack and it actually turns out to be quite nice, but I I feel like it could have been quite dark considering the fact that, you know, John Lennon was assassinated in real life, right? And I, like, I feel like that was an opportunity to have the movie turn dark by having Jack Malik be assassinated in the movie, but that's not really, that's not really a criticism. It's more of like an observation that that could have been another way the movie ended. But I think considering the whimsical quality of this, that would have been a real, real, that would have been a real shot, you know, real dark turn for this for this movie otherwise. So I th- it's probably for the best it didn't do that, you know. Robert Carlyle actually, you know, because I talked about the movie kind of embraces one aspect of the what if the Beatles didn't exist and blows off others. So Robert Carlyle turns out to be an old John Lennon, uncredited. Robert Carlyle's not in the credits, but... You know, it's it's so it's just strange to have Jack go meet an old John Lennon because, of course, he wasn't famous and therefore he wasn't assassinated and ignore another arguably more important concept. Because in this world, you know what I mean? Like, if, OK, if John Lennon lives, that's great. That's awesome. But why not go after the other stuff? I don't know. Whatever. That's the only thing that holds back, like I said in the beginning, this movie from being truly great, you know, but in general, I feel like yesterday, great chance to listen to some awesome Beatles tunes. Probably really expensive to license the 17 Beatles songs, really. I mean, it's not like Robert, Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr is giving this music away for free, right? But regardless, really cool to hear the music. And it's it's really a refreshing change, especially in 2019 where, you know, all these movies we've been done over the last couple of episodes here on the Showtime Movie Podcast have been sequels and remakes and more comic book movies and all this stuff. And I have no real issue with them inherently. It's just nice to see an original movie. And, you know, it really takes it, 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 it takes it and runs with it, even if it trips a couple times along the way. Ed Sheeran is in it, I should mention, before we, we finish up here. He's really funny as the kind of, like, he mentions he's the Salieri to Jack Malik's Mozart. I, I thought that was a fun little reference, right? But I don't know. I think it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a great movie, and if you like music, like, if you like Rocketman, you will like Yesterday. And if you liked Elton John, you probably like The Beatles. And that's all there is to it. If you like that kind of music, 
you like yesterday, and that's as, that's as simple as it gets. All righty, those are the reviews for Rocket Man and Yesterday, two movies about two of the greatest musical acts the world has probably ever seen, two musical acts that are both comprised of geniuses, you know, Bernie and Elton in terms of song songwriter and song performers slash musician, right? And then you got the John, Paul, Ringo, and George as the four Beatles, who are, of course, geniuses in their own right. And, of course, Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr are still alive today. So, you know, we still see them from time to time, as is Elton John, of course. And, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of fun. It was fun to watch those movies because... A, because some of those guys are still alive, and B, because the music they make is so joyful. You know, like, it's not that music today is not joyful, but it, it's just, it was, a, it was a different era of music, a different era of the world, the 60s and 70s, and a little more freer, and there's a lot of amazing music. I mean, in the last episode of Showtime, we played Fergie and London Bridge, and I love that song. Quite, quite joyful as well. It's just, they're just different, right? Anyways, it was a lot of fun reviewing Rocket Man and Yesterday. Next up, in terms of the Showtime movie podcast, we will be sure to talk about Spider-Man Far From Home. I'm so excited to talk about that one movie with you. We're going to hopefully have a guest, like I said, but if not, we'll do some fun things. We'll update the Marvel movie rankings either way, but, you know, Spider-Man Far From Home is the last entry for this phase of Marvel movies, so we'll be sure to talk about that one. But for now... Thank you for listening to the Showtime Movie Podcast. Love you guys so much. Have a great night.